1 Corinthians chapter 9. And to title this message this morning, just kind of a, a short devotional I just want to share with you today, that we need to learn to play by the rules. Play by the rules. Um, I do, before I even get into this, I just want to say thanks to uh, Joe Hester. And uh, Joe, uh, we heard your sermon. I saw Joe. Where's Joe? Joe. I saw, we, we listened to your sermon in the van and uh, the, the, the point, so God loves us more than we, we can imagine or something like that. And uh, just really great time. And it's just good to get away knowing I don't have any worries whatsoever. So beautiful. So thanks, Joe. Matter of fact, I know we did it, but we, not for Joe. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it very much. We have some good men in this church. Thank God. Play by the rules. Um, let, follow as I read 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse number 24. I, I want to give you a little bit of perspective before we read this. You know, the Olympics did not begin like in 1900. The Olympics began in Greece. They began thousands of years ago. And when Paul wrote this, 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 is, this is true history here, church history. When Paul wrote what I'm about to read... The Olympics were going on in his day like they are today for us. So he was comparing the life of a believer with the life of an athlete. And as Jesus taught stories about what's going on in everyday life, that's exactly what Paul was doing. And he was talking about the Olympics. It's so obvious when, when we read it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 24, Do you not know that in a race... All the runners run, but only one gets the prize. I guess back then it was gold medal or nothing. Only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. No, I beat my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is anointed, but your servant needs it. So Lord, I pray your anointing on my life and upon everyone here today that we will benefit from the scriptures and that our life will be changed. We thank you for this opportunity and privilege. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. If you play by the rules, you can relax knowing that nothing you do will disqualify you. We have a grandson that will cheat like crazy to win. You got, I'm, he's not gonna, I'm not going to give him my name. He might be watching this. I don't know. Um, I'm not going to give his name, but let me tell you, he will cheat. You've got to keep an eye on him, and when he cheats, you've got to call him out, okay? Because he would do anything to win. He disqualifies himself. On our way back from Montana, this was pretty awesome. A new Dodge Challenger. Grabber Blue, if you know what the colors are. He went flying by us. He had to be going 100 miles an hour. And I'm smiling. And I'm saying, man, would I like to be driving that right now. <laughs> he was moving, man. And, and, and it was great. I said to everybody, man, look at this guy. He's going crazy. We went over one hill, a little hill. We went over a second hill. And way down there, there's some pretty little lights going on. 
And I was just wondering, I was just wondering. And sure enough, we got up there, and guess what was pulled alongside the road? This guy in his Dodge Challenger found out the police go faster than 100. He found out that if you don't play by the rules, there's going to be consequences. That's what life is all about. The Olympics now are going on, as you well know. If I ask how many of you saw a little bit of the Olympics, probably everybody, at least on the news or something. But Marsha and I have seen a lot of the Olympics. They were tested for drugs. All the athletes tested for drugs. Around 50 of the Russians found to be drugging, and they were disqualified. They didn't even get to participate. When I heard this, you know, I just... You, you, you know, you deserve what you get, okay, kind of thing. But imagine this, training for four years for something and being disqualified at the end and you can't even participate. Imagine that. That'd be awful. Imagine living 30 years on this earth and because of bad choices you're making, you're disqualified for heaven. That would even be worse, wouldn't it? And that's what Paul's talking about here. He says, if an athlete can be ready to run, we as human beings better be ready for the race of life because it's a real thing that's going on. And we don't want to make the wrong choices and be disqualified. We want to make sure we make the right choices and get, get to heaven. So in the Olympics, I've been watching a lot of swimming. There's qualifying heats in their country to qualify them for the Olympics. And then when they get to the Olympics, there's qualifying heats again to see who's going to be in the finals. Okay, very, very important. They train, they train, they train. They give up so much for the prize. I even heard one of the swimmers say, and I think this is almost word for word, it's all worth it when you walk out into the pool, you see the rings, and you hear the crowd. It's all worth it. This four years of giving everything. They swim for their country. They swim for their family. They swim for the prize. Paul's equating, as, as, as was said, uh, the ancient Olympics to life. And in verse 24, we all have, first point I want to make, there is a race to run. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run? There's a race to run in life, and we have a race to run in life, and this is a race that's marked out for each one of us. None of us have the same race. We all have our individual race that we need to go for. The swimmers in the Olympics, they do not do gymnastics. Wouldn't you like to see Michael Phelps doing a, you know, whatever. Um, the, the, the gymnasts, they don't play basketball. I mean, some of them look like giants, and we find out they're five foot three. They're not playing basketball. There's a race for them. And Paul was saying there's a race for us. There's something specifically made for us. And I just want to read in Hebrews chapter 12. The writer says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and get this, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. There's a race that God has for us. There's a life God specifically has for you that he has for nobody else. And Paul was saying in Corinthians, we need to understand God. We need to know what that race is. And as an athlete will give their whole heart. We sang about it today. We need to give our whole heart to God and see what God's going to do for us. Also in, in, in um, Hebrews, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter, of our faith. 
God, before we were born, he took out a book, he took out a pen, and he began to write the story of Dan Deem. And he began to write, and he began to write, and he began to write, flip the page, he began to write, he began to write, flip the page. And you know what? He has a story for every one of us with our name, we're the main character, and we needed to love God with all of our hearts so that our story, the way God wants it written, is going to be fulfilled. And this is what he is saying right here, we all have a race to run. Now, with that in mind, there's a prize to win. I'm back in 1 Corinthians 9. There's a prize to win. So the end of the verse says, runners, excuse me, only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. You can run or swim in a way to get the prize. I love this. If you're going to run, run. Doesn't that make sense? If you're going to compete, it would really make me mad if I saw the U.S. athletes up there on the, on the, on the line and they, they don't give it their whole heart. I just want to go smack them. You know what I'm saying? You would too. You want to do this with all your heart. If you're going to compete, Paul says, if you're going to compete, compete with all your heart. If you're going to serve God, serve God. If you're going to serve God, if you're going to say you love God, if you're going to say, I'm going to be a follower of Jesus, then follow him. And that's what Paul was saying. As the athlete is motivated, we need to be motivated. We need to look at their example and say, wait a minute, they're leaving me in the dust. I want to give my life to God the same way they give their life to a race. I love seeing their passion. We're at home pulling for them. When Michael Phelps wins, we all win, don't we? Come on, how many of you put your hands up in the air? Yeah. Okay, Katie Ledecky, when she wins, she's amazing. When she wins, we all win. When Allie wins, we all win. That's the way it works. When we do our part, when we understand what God wants us to do, when we run our race, we're all standing there shouting, way to go, because when you win for God, we all do. And the Bible says right here in verse 25, these athletes, they go into strict training. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. For four years, get this, guys. Most diets, you know, they, they last, you know, day and a half. They go four years. Diet. No White Castles. I bet I could do that for four years. I really do. And if you own the franchise, I apologize. Diet, exercise. They get the right amount of sleep. They choose their entertainments very carefully. For four years, they give it all because if they don't give it all, they know the person in the lane beside them gave it all and they themselves are going to lose. They give it all. And why do they run? They run to get a crown. Verse 25, they run to get a crown that will not last. That's amazing. People today are striving for things that will not last. That will not fulfill. They say, if I get this, if I buy that, I'll be happy. If I can date him, if I can date her, then I'll be happy. No, you won't. You'll be broke. <laughs> There's only one thing, guys, that's going to satisfy us, and that's Jesus Christ. And that's what Paul was saying. These athletes, they give it all. They do everything for a prize that's going to fade away. It's not even going to be there down the road. You see, in the days of Paul, it was amazing. They didn't get a gold medal like they do today. They got a wreath around their head. And when they win the race, they go up there, they, they bend over, they put a wreath on their head, and they stand there four years for a prize that's going to last two weeks. 
fades away. And Paul was saying, if they can give it all for a prize that fades, how about you and I, Paul was saying, give it all for a prize that's going to last forever. And we need to give our whole hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, that's amazing to me. You know, these athletes, they love the thrill of competition. I do too. I'm, I'm competitive. When, in, in my day before I became a pastor, I was really competitive. And now I have to be nice. Um, <laughs> love to cheer the crowd. But if they lose, if they lost in the days of Paul, if they lost, they got nothing. If they win, they get something in the last two weeks. And Paul says, come on, guys, church, get with it, he's saying. If they can give it all for something that fades away, we should be able to give it all for the crown that lasts forever. And God's going to give us an incredible crown. In James chapter 1, verse 12, Blessed is a man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And if we will stand the test, if we are faithful to the end, if we give everything to our God, then the Bible says we have a crown that will last forever. Not two weeks, not a gold medal, but we're going to have a crown of life that's going to last forever. And we're talking about forever. We're not talking about to the end of our days. We're talking about forever. That's what God promises. So if we go into strict training, so what is strict training? Here's, here, this is going to be real simple. Do you know what strict training is for you and for me? Well, that's a big part of it. Here's what it is. I'm looking at this crowd. I think it's this. Just doing what you know to do. We already know what to do. When our sister said reading the word, everybody said, yeah. If I say prayer, you go, yeah. If I say be nice, yeah. How about we just do what we're supposed to do? That's what we're talking about. Just do it. Do what we're supposed to do. And we're going, we're going to worship God and go and do what God wants us to do. Then you say, but Pastor Dan, I don't want to do that. No, basically, I don't want to do that. Well, you don't have to, but you're going to be disqualified for the prize. It's your choice. See, there's a goal to accomplish. Look at verse 26. Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. You see, there's a goal. And the race of life is so important, Paul says, don't run aimlessly. So what does being aimless, talking to the church, talking to believers, what's this mean? Living with no purpose, no direction, spinning your wheels in life. But we are to live with purpose, and we need to fight distractions, and we need to fight complacency, and we need to fight for the things of God, but we need to play by the rules, God's rules. See, in the Olympics, as they're running the race or as they're swimming, they have to stay in the lane. They cannot cross the line. But I want to go outside the line. Well, go ahead. You're disqualified. But I want to run where I want to run. Go ahead, but you're disqualified. How about this one? I don't want anyone telling me where I'm allowed to run. That's fine. Run where you want, but you'll be disqualified. See, it's really a choice. It's really a choice. That's all there is to it. you got to play by the rules, and that's true in life as well. God gives us rules not to keep us from having fun, but to protect us. God doesn't set up rules so we're not going to have any fun. That's ridiculous to think that. You as parents today, don't you set up rules for your children? 
You know, don't touch a hot stove. That sounds like a good rule. Don't run with scissors. That's a good rule. Don't play with knives. That's a good rule. Don't put firecrackers in the mouth of a snake. My parents learned that rule afterwards. That was not good. That was not good. There are so many things in life that we can do and have enjoyment. We don't need to go outside the lines. God God gave us the lines of life so that we can enjoy life like crazy inside the lines. But he put the lines there so we don't get into trouble outside the lines. And we can whine and say, I want to go outside the lines. Do you want the prize or not? Okay, so God is doing this. His rules are to protect us. I read a quote this week that that said this. We were meant for so much more than this, but we lost ourselves. Meant for so much more, but we lost ourselves. We're running aimlessly. We're just going to work. We're paying the bills. We're going to work. We're paying the bills. We're going to work. We're paying the bills. And we're losing track of what God wants with our life. Some of you might say, well, Pastor Dan, that's easy for you because you only work one day a week. (laughs) Here's the idea, folks. We need to ask ourselves on a regular basis, why am I here? Why am I in this church? Why am I on this planet? Why am I here? Am I just running aimlessly? Am I just wasting oxygen? Am I just going from here to there? Paul says, don't run aimlessly. Don't don't do that. And he says, verse 26, I don't fight like a man beating the air. You know, beating the air, you know, the shadow boxing. And you might get in shape shadow boxing, but no opponent is being defeated. You're not making progress. Nothing's really happening with your efforts. So Paul was saying his philosophy in life is really found in verse 27. No, I beat my body and make it my slave. Now you say, well, that's kind of a nasty philosophy. Here's what it means. I will do what is necessary to fulfill the call of God on my life. That's what he's saying. So since God has called each one of us, since God has a plan for every one of us, we need to do what Paul is is saying, and we need to do what is necessary to fulfill the will of God in our life. And if you know what God's will is, and you're not doing God's will, you're just running aimlessly. And Paul is giving us a mild rebuke, but he's really encouraging. Okay, let's get on target here. Get with the program. Wow, good stuff, huh? Man, aren't you glad you aren't you glad I'm back from Montana? Here, Joe's talking about love, and I'm here just okay. And here's what he's saying: that I will not be disqualified at the end. Guys, I've seen the Olympics in the past, and so have you, that on, on, with the Americans, they, they were supposed to win these relay races, and they dropped a stupid baton. How do you do that? You drop the baton, you're out. The baton goes out of the line, you're done. Russians, 50 of them on drugs, they're disqualified at the end. Paul says, verse 27, so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the price. After I've done so much for God, after I've done all these faithful things, Paul was saying, I don't want to be disqualified. I want to give him my all. Paul says, I'm not. I've come too far to be disqualified now. I want that crown of life. I'm going for the prize. I'm going for the goal. And by the way, at the goal line, what's Jesus going to say to us? Well done, my good and faithful servant. Don't you want to hear that?
man, I do. See, Paul said these words that I don't want to be disqualified at the age of about 45 years old. That's a good goal in life at 45. Just If you're 45 and here today, you're, you're approaching middle age. And I know that because I'm just a little bit older and I'm not quite at middle age yet. But at the end of his life, Paul lived to about 58 years old. He was a young man. And at 58, here's what Paul said. At 45, he says, I don't want to be disqualified. At 45, I'm not going to do anything to hinder me from being disqualified. At 58, 13 years later, here's what Paul said. 2 Timothy 4, verse 7. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And I have kept the faith. Folks, you can put this, Marcia, you can put this on my headstone. I want to finish the race. I want to finish the race. Last night as Michael Phelps was swimming his last Olympic race, it seems like I was saying to myself, what would happen if he cramped up right now? Any of you thinking the same thing? That'd be awful not to finish the race. I want to finish the race. But God has a plan for me. There's a race to run. Man, there's a prize to win. There's a goal to accomplish. And God has that for each one of us. And I want all of us to finish the race. And I want us to finish strong. And I want us to say, you know what? I'm going to put aside some other things. And I'm not going to run aimlessly anymore. I know what God wants me to do. And I'm going to get my stuff together. And I'm going to do what God wants me to do. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be inconvenient. But it's going to be worth it. Because I'm going to be following God and obeying God. That's what God wants for each one of us. That's what he wants for me. And by the way, I'm not done yet, and I'm still learning, and this sermon is for me as much as it is for you. So that I can finish the race. I can keep the faith. Amen. Folks, how many of you feel like you've been running aimlessly and you need some direction in your life? Could I just see your hands today? Yeah, just kind of living life. But God's the author of your faith. Don't you think God's story is a pretty good story? Well, if he's the author, how come I got so many hard times? They help us grow. I mean, that's simple, but they do. But God wants you to have some direction in your life, and he wants you to finish strong, and he doesn't want you wasting time, and he doesn't want you to be distracted. And as those athletes, you're going to watch them tonight probably, many of you, as you see those athletes giving everything. At the end, Katie Ledecky, is that how you pronounce her name? She, she, she's, she's ridiculous. She'll finish a race, and when she's done, she's there smiling, happy. I'd be... <gasps> But you know what? When we finish the race and we reach the goal, you know what? We're going to have a big smile on our face as well because we've made it home. And we've been pleasing unto the Lord and we've done what God wanted us to do. You heard me earlier. When Allie wins, we all win. You won last week. Rachel, you're right beside her. You won last week. 
These people are talking about you guys. Proud of you. And all of you, I could go down, every one of you, Victoria's over there too. When they win, we win. When I win, you win. When you win, I win. We're all on the same team. And, and, and we just need to follow God with all of our heart. I'd like you to stand. Everyone, please. You've been listening to a sermon from Louisville First Assembly. For more information, visit www.firstagonline.com. That's www.firstagonline.com.